views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. You are blessed among women. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But how could this be? I'm a virgin. I've never been with a man. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. And therefore, the one who is to be born shall also be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived the Son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was once called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. It's that time of year again. In this special episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast, we will be delving into the story of Christ's birth. We will also be exploring the history of Christmas as a holiday and questioning some of the typical Christmas traditions. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Um, I guess it would be appropriate to say season's greetings. Yep. <laughs> my name is Nakaz Gay. My name is Earl Roberts. We appreciate everyone who tunes in and listens, especially everyone who rocked with us this whole year. This is what the second to the last episode for the year. So yeah, definitely appreciate everyone. Hopefully everyone had a great year. Hopefully everyone is enjoying their holiday season. It when this episode released, I think it's what the 23rd mm-hmm. of uh December. So everyone's getting right into re- and getting right into like, you know. In the holiday festivities, I should say, for those of you who have festivities. Um, so yeah, so every year around this time we do a um birth of Christ episode, something like kind of centered around like the birth of Christ, just to what happened? <laughs> you know, use the next word. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what it is? It is, it is that's what it is. I was fucking, I was fucking. <laughs> Because you have to be specific too, though, bro. 
you have to be specific because the term Christmas, bro, it's a lot, you know, that hop. That's it's a lot that can be assumed based on that, but it's a Bible podcast. All right, so let's start them. Like, <laughs> let's start them. Okay, yeah. Also, hopefully everyone had a great week. Again, um, yeah, so this episode gonna be like, you know, holiday, well, birth of Christ theme. We're gonna be talking about probably some misconceptions around in the holiday. Um and we're just gonna see where it goes. Obviously, we're gonna be talking about like the but the biblical narrative made from Luke and Matthew, the two uh, gospels that covers uh, covers the birth of Christ. Um, I just hope everyone enjoyed it. again. This episode may be thirty minutes, might be twenty minutes, might be an hour, might be an hour and a half, but we'll see where it goes. Um, but yeah, but yeah, let's start there. Christmas. Where does the word Christmas actually even come from? Like when, like, like what is a Christmas? It's Christmas. Bing. <laughs> I, 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 but that's literally where it came from. That's literally where the word Christmas came from. Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's like, that's when like, you know, the Catholics had a mass on December 25th and they just call it like Christmas. Boom. Slap the words together. Drop off an extra S. Christmas. So mm-hmm. again, like the word Christmas that's celebrated around the entire world, like people just say it and, and they don't even really know what it means. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, people who drop the Christ completely and just say Xmas. I used to be offended by that, right? But then when as an adult, when you realize that, you know, this this day is actually I don't know. I don't I can't even say what percentage of it is actually centered around Christ. Like to be honest with you, bro, Christmas, bro, like December 25th, growing up, unless it fell on the Sabbath, it wasn't that bigger. Um, emphasis on Christ, bro. Like you go to church, let's say that weekend, definitely Christ. Christ. I mean, <laughs> every day, every week you go to, every time you go to church, it's, it's, it's about Christ. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> outside, you know, it's about family. It's about obviously doing good things. That's one thing I can't take away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's always about putting others first, you know, usually that's, that's my experience of it. You know, giving gifts to others, you know, you might volunteer on that day spend time with family party for sure especially back home when the bombers but that's a that's a big party time you know what I mean? season for real for real and um and so like if, if someone was to tell me that the origin of this is like you celebrating christ like you had a mass for christ like and for the birth of it looking at it now you can see that we definitely strayed away from that to be completely honest you know it's to the point where um, like I was saying, like when people drop the, the Christ and put X, I used to be very offended by that. But I think that's actually pretty real. I think that's honest because if if you recognize that, bro, this thing ain't about Christ, but it's there about everything else but Christ. You know what I'm saying? I can't be mad at you for that, bro. Because if you just, <coughs> excuse me, if this day only for you to eat and give presents, you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, cool, but that's what that is, bro. You know? And other than that, was the oh my light just die again? Was the was the day actually um originated by Christ? I don't know if I jump in the gun or if you if you had anything else you wanted to say on on the origin of it. Hold but, on, we could yeah. pause. Yeah, man. So like now we we just think about think about it, right? Like the percentage of the world that celebrates Christmas. I just did a quick Google search, full transparency, right? And they say about um. 48% of the world celebrates Christmas, right? Okay. That's less only, than I thought, actually. That's actually it was less than I thought, but yeah. only about 31% of the world is Christian. 
or profess yeah. to be Christian. So you already see, like, there is, again, I, it's just to the point that there are way more people in the world outside of Christianity who celebrate this Christian holiday. And part of that's because it's so commercialized. It's so, it's all about the, it's more about the gifts and the presents. I mean, Christmas time is like one of the number one money spending times, revenue generating times for a lot of companies. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because people want the new iPhone, the new MacBook, the new toys, the, gizmos. the kids, man. The kids, bro. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you got a bunch of people buying lights and decorations to hang up. Like, I went to my work office and I was like, whoa, this office is, is very Christmassy. Very, very Christmassy. Very nice trees. Very nice wreaths. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, man. So, like, okay. So, like, so, we, and then the date, December 25th. Why that date? So, bro, it's, it, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's a few things that go into that, you know? So, all right, let's say randomly, because let's say, hypothetically, let's say randomly the original church organization, right? <clears throat> when they had their mass, they were saying, ah, this fits better for everybody's schedule. You know what I mean? We could do it this day. Or let's say one day, the year gone by, and they was like, you know what? We didn't, we didn't celebrate Jesus' birthday. And they're like, bro, we got to do it now. We got to hurry up, do it, and it just become tradition. Whatever, whatever, whatever way we think this was started, right? Mm -hmm. It is interesting that when you when you go into Norse um, traditions, mm -hmm. like the Nordic people, Vikings, uh, Vikings and stuff like that, and you know they had a religion and they they worship Thor and Odin and you know just other other gods. We categorize them as pagans, and people always say, "Oh, Christian <clears throat> uh, Christmas is a pagan holiday." When they being specific, they talking about Yule, Y-U-L-E, which was a holiday um, from the Nordic people. And I, they probably still celebrate it to this day. That's why people call Christmas the Yule Tide. And it's like, it's not even hidden. The origins mm -hmm. of, of Christmas, it was very much pagan before it was Christian. And if you think about that time, this is like the early um, 10th century, somewhere around there, you know, the year 1900 and stuff like that. It was a lot of tension between Vikings and Christians all the time. Eventually, they was able to <clears throat> kill each other enough to the point where they're like, oh, let's just live. Let's just let's just stay together. You know, let's just live amongst each <laughs> they other. They chose life. They chose life, you know. And so their customs began to merge. Another thing to note is that in, in ancient, what's it called? Egyptian um, tradition, they wrap, they, they celebrate around the 22nd to, I can't remember, maybe like the 26th or 27th during the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of sun worship, you know, a lot of that's also what we consider pagan, you know, any anyone who's like, uh, what's it called polytheistic where they, they, they worship multiple gods, the sun god, this god that we as Christians, especially Adventists, we, we, just, we categorize that as pagan, right? And Egyptians, ancient Egyptians, I'm not talking about people today, but they used to celebrate the winter solstice because you know this is gonna this is like almost the end of winter and we're gonna get our sunny months back you know and they used to have a holiday based on that <clears throat> which is also where people believe that early christmas early christmas tradition started which is it could be true the nordic people may have gotten it from the egyptians which is a more ancient civilization and you know all of us the um the catholic slash the early not the early church but the first organization of christianity could have adopted it from these two cultures you know which is how we get it today you know it's many it's many ways to to view the origin of it but what we can't agree on is that the origin is not a biblical origin 
We don't have any of the real early church, like the apostles and Paul and people like that, um, celebrating Jesus' birth or even mentioning the day he was born. You know? And that's a fact. And then it's <clears throat> it's like just from the references that the Bible do give you, you know, that shepherds were out in the field. They weren't going to be out in the field during in this well, you know, yeah, during that time. So it's more widely believed that it was more so during the springtime when the sheep would actually have grass to graze on. Yep. So it's more like, so again, it, it's probably more so around, I think it's March or April that Jesus was most likely born. But again, we don't have. You know what else you could do as a, like a, <clears throat> as a homework assignment, if you want to have a, an assumption, because I, I almost did this one time. It's like, I think in Daniel seven, they have a par they have a prophecy of weeks. Mm -hmm. When they talk about, um, I think it's from the destruction of the, um, was it from the return of Israel? It's a it's X amount of weeks. It's like I think mm -hmm. it's like a thousand weeks or like twelve hundred. I can't remember the exact amount of weeks, but they say from this point <clears throat> is when the Messiah will be born, and then uh, a few weeks later is when his his end is gonna come. Like it's it's very it's, it's speaking in very much prophetic language i think it's either daniel 7 or daniel 8 just parable of weeks in that not par prophecy of weeks in daniel so from there you can kind of deduce if you could if you could if you could identify when this prophecy was 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 spoken and the exact amount of weeks from there that might give you a, a the exact amount of weeks prophetic weeks from the prophecy to when they said the pro the messiah will come that might give you a more accurate ident identification of when he would be born, but it actually mm -hmm. doesn't give you any specifics because it might just be telling you the year he is gonna he's gonna be born. You know what I'm saying? I, th I think that's the best you could do in terms of um when he was born because we know Jesus died during um what's it called during Passover, right? So like mm -hmm. for us, that's March April ish, and the prophecy said that he um he would preach for a week, but in the middle of the week he would be killed. You know what I'm saying? And so we know that. Jesus lived for three and a half years, right? A week is seven days. So half of seven days, the middle of seven days would be three and a half days. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, this, this is becoming too mathematical, bro. I, I want to abort, <laughs> I want to abort machine <laughs> from there. But I just, I just feel like it's extremely difficult for us to pinpoint when Jesus was born, especially a month. We could, we could pinpoint a time where he was likely. Mm -hmm. um, born because of like what you said, the fact that shepherds were in the field. That's a that's a um that's a sign right there. You know, would they have been in the field during the crisp during the winter? You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Is it likely, especially for that time in that city? Probably not. You know, but beyond all of that, we know for a fact there were other cultures that were celebrating on this day very similar things, giving out gifts. You know what I'm saying? Or inflicting harm to people because when you read up on the Yule, bro, it, it could go either way. You know what I'm saying? And um, and then we know that during that time, this was when, you know, the, the Christians adopted it as well. So quick little history fact. You know, it's I'm, not yeah. No, go for it. I mean, like I'm like 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 that's a fact. And it's a big fact. And I just want to like um before we get into some more of the misconceptions, just because it might be someone's first time ever listening to our podcast. So I just want to at least get some of the <laughs> biblical account in. Um I'm going to read from Matthew. 
Because Luke, oh boy, Luke. Well, you, you got out time. <laughs> I do them, you know, I do them little lengthy though. I ain't gonna lie. But, but Luke was, you know, he was more of a, Luke was a biblical John scholar. No, yeah, he was a journalist, no detail. <laughs> he really let you have it. Yeah. So you're reading from Matthew 1 or Matthew 2? I was going to read from um, Matthew 1 18. Yeah, yeah, the end of Matthew. 1. Uh, yeah, I was going to skip the genealogy for this. Mm-hmm. For this part of it right but mm-hmm. uh matthew 118 reading from the new king james now the birth of christ was as follows after his mother mary oh can't be moving too much after his mother mary was betrothed to joseph and we we could jump to luke if we so inclined to get a little bit more of the joseph and mary backstory before they came together she was found with child of the holy spirit then joseph her husband being a a, a, a just man and not wanting to make a public example was 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 minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for which, for that which he have conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall be, and you shall call his name Jesus. Mm. For he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear his son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called him Jesus. Amen. So that's just a quick overall synopsis of the mean biblical story. So we see we have Joseph, who was, I don't even know what Joseph did. I don't even know if the Bible said it for real. But we just know Joseph. Living? Yeah. I think they said he was a carpenter. That's true, hey, because Jesus was yeah. a carpenter. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't miss it. I just, you know, when you just like, when you read this on Mitch Fox, I appreciate you for calling me on that one. No See, Joseph was a carpenter. Yeah. That, that, that's oh man i feel cr- oh, anyway nah, you're good bro you're good <laughs> <laughs> oh my so joseph was a carpenter right but he was a man who was about to marry mary and the problem well i should say the problem was the thing is like they weren't married yet and mary was found to be with child which means in layman's term mary was pregnant now the problem is Joseph saying, hold on, we ain't married yet. You're a virgin or what I believe to be a virgin and <laughs> you're with child. So in the normal human thinking, you're saying you was a virgin, you're with child. So you can't be a virgin because the only way children come about is through sex. Mm-hmm. I didn't have sex with you. So you cheat on me yep. and you cheat on me and had a kid. So Joseph that's was going to be like, okay, go, sorry. That's a blow. That's, that's a big, that's a big, that's a blow. big blow. That's a yeah. big blow. And just even for more context, right, for people in the Bible, like people who didn't read the Luke account, Mary was away for some time too from Joseph. When she came back to him, she was with child now. So he was like, hold on. You've been away. You come back. Now you're pregnant. And in the Hebrew tradition, he could have like had her stoned. But he was like, all right. You see the Bible said he was a just man. He was like, I don't want to bring too much attention to this, but I don't want you no more, clearly. So I'm a just, you know, I don't want to say 
no, no. Mm. So, so, all right, so let me put it like this. There's a few things to unpack there, though, because by law, meaning the law of Moses, right? Mm-hmm. It was still under the law at this time, you know, the law of Moses, make that distinction. And because of that, he could have had a stone. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's also breaking the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not commit adultery, where in actuality, she did not commit any crime here. Right? But we don't have no evidence that she didn't. And and nothing like this had ever happened before. And it never will happen again, you know? And so the thing about that is they call him a just man for not following the law. That's interesting to note because the thing about the law is that the Ten Commandments and the Levitical laws and stuff like that. God inspired all of these. God wrote the Ten Commandments and all of these are for love. So it's like we spoke about this early on the podcast. Like, and I heard somebody say this last night on a video and it was so interesting. He's like, bro, the Ten Commandments is a bunch of don'ts. Like it ain't telling you what to do, but it's just telling you what not to do. I mean, and if you want to get semantic, that's still the same thing or whatever, right? But my thing is, they saying, bro, you could do anything, bro. Just don't kill nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can do anything. Just don't bear false witness. Don't you understand what I'm saying? Like, but then that's only 10 things out of billions of things you can you can be doing in a way, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of the day, it all should tether us to, to love. When Wilfredo was on the podcast, he said, Bro, the Ten Commandments is basically saying, bro, I want you to love your neighbor so much, bro. You ain't you ain't you ain't gonna secretly want his wife. You see what I'm saying? You ain't gonna secretly want his house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want you to love him. Be happy for him. I happy you got that wife, bro. I happy you got that house, bro. I want you to love your neighbor so much that you ain't going to lie to them. That you ain't going to bear false witness. And that ain't even lying. That's worse than lying. That's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me, that's like a court situation where it's like someone needs you to be, a, they need to be free or they need to go to jail. You can tell the truth and say, yes, that was them. And they will go to jail. Or you could tell the truth and say, yes, that was not them and they can be free. But basically, basically God's saying, bro, don't lie. Don't lie. And like you witness somebody, you feel me? That's a big thing. Like you being a false witness, right? And if you love somebody, you ain't gonna do that. If you love the person who was, um, who, who star just kept breaking into, you don't gonna lie and say, oh no, I didn't see Joe, Joe, Joe Robin them. If you actually saw Joe Robin them, you would tell the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because you love the person who was, you know what I'm saying? Who was injured or who was affected. But you can't, you can't, you can't ignore the love. And I feel like all throughout the New Testament, well, through the Gospels, we see where the Pharisees was keeping the law, but they was ignoring the love. Joseph right here, he was mm-hmm. keeping the love. He was keeping the love. He like, bro, I love this girl. Might not be in a romantic way, but in like a salvific or a, a human way. Like, bro, I love you. So I ain't gonna kill you. You make a mistake. And they call Joseph just for that. You know what I mean? Like, that's very interesting to me because mm-hmm. by law, he could have been well within his right to do that. And would he have been unjust? I don't know. It just depends on your motive. You, you could have turned around and hate her after that and say, no, you got to die. You got to die. Now, is that just? You know what I'm saying? Is that love? It's not love. You know what I'm saying? It was something else I was going to say, but I can't even remember. But yeah, that, that was a big blow for Joseph to even have to consider and go through. <laughs> but Joseph's like anyway, but uh, <laughs> I ain't got the time for this, bro. I just can push you. I can put you away silently. You mm-hmm. and whoever, whoever baby this is, y'all go do your thing. Just leave me out of it. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a, that's a stand up guy because he wasn't. I feel like sometimes you just gotta take your elbow. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's a rap lyric I, I didn't like it. Say, bro, sometimes you only lose when you fight back, bro. And I see that all the time, bro. Sometimes you trying to win, mm-hmm. put you in bigger in a, in a bigger jeopardy and lose it. You know, that's so, a fuck. So Joseph was just like, you know what? You know, I. And then guess what? You know what else? Another thing with people ain't 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 be real about it. But I gotta keep it real, bro. Go for it. It would have still looked bad on Joseph if he did do that, because everyone would have know. Your wife cheat on you and that baby on yep, your fiance cheat on you and that baby on you before y'all even get married, bro. That's <laughs> embarrassing too, bro. So in a in a way, I feel like it behooved Joseph to say, bro, we can put this, we can, we can deal with this privately. That way ain't no one gonna know the big L that I take. You see what I'm saying? And you taking a you taking a big L too, but that's a private L. We just keep our L's private. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, okay, where okay, so now. We see Joseph is like, okay, I'm gonna put her away side. I'm gonna put her away privately, right? And now he he's he's trying to do the honorable thing. Let's just say that. But now we see he had a dream at night, and in this dream, the angel came to him. Does it say it was Gabriel, or do we just always assume it's just Gabriel since Gabriel was doing all the all the Bro, missions I to everybody for, else? I thought for fuck the angel came. Was Gabriel? Well, they, Gabriel probably came to Mary. Oh, Gabriel me, came to Mary. Yeah, Gabriel came to, came to Zachariah. For sure, I know that. But the the angel that came to him, the Joseph, his name is for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it, it's so funny too because like before the pop me and Koch was talking about a bunch of like just misconceptions, right? And it's so interesting like how we just automatically just auto just assume since Gabriel was mentioned in the other two verses that is Gabriel here. Mm. And granted, it very well could be Gabriel. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying this that we don't know for a fact. Yeah, we don't have proof <laughs> that it was him. <laughs> that it was yeah. or was not him. Yeah. Anyway, right? And so the angel came to him and saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to your wife for which so for for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from his sins. And it's interesting because now you're seeing that, oh. Imagine you had a dream at night, man, and someone's telling you, yeah, your wife pregnant. We know you ain't do it, but it's from the Holy Spirit. And this also fulfills the prophecy that was in Isaiah 14, no, 7. Anyway, there's like, go for it. The virgin birth prophecy. Yeah, I think it was something like, the Lord will give you a sign, the virgin will conceive, Yep. and you'll give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. Something along the line. I probably should have researched it before. But I think that's like Isaiah 7, verse 14. Um, but essentially, so we see way back from Isaiah, way before the time, right? They essentially were saying that, hey, you guys will have a savior. He will save his people from his sins. That's what Emmanuel means. Isaiah be, 7, verse 14, hit the nail on the head. I'll be, I'll be from a virgin birth. So now we're seeing like this is really prophecy being fulfilled from way back then. I don't have the dead, I don't have the timeline of when Isaiah was by no, it's a couple hundred years before. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now we're seeing what's what what the angel is telling Joseph to Joseph. do is a zigzag call back to Isaiah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the sign. It's a virgin who's giving birth. You know what I'm saying? And then I about to go on a tangent. So you yeah. got something to say? No, go on on your tangent. <laughs> I about to go on a tangent, right? Because this this is this is so this is what a lot of people is knock against Christianity. The virgin birth, right? Because they're saying, oh, y'all copy that. From from who? 
throws a bunch of different ancient mythologies. You know, there's Ishtar who gave birth to like a um a ver like a, 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 a Ishtar virgin birth. A virgin oh, you mean Horus? You mean Horus? Yeah, whoever else. And then on the Babylonian uh Tammuz, yeah. I think it was either Tammuz came from a virgin bird or gave a virgin bird. Sorry, I, I'm not that well. I kind of I ain't read up on this in a little while. Yeah, but you have a lot of different virgin birth stories and different ancient mythologies, right? And a lot of people saying, oh, but the Bible came after this. So clearly the Bible copied these books. Mm. I wholeheartedly disagree with that mm -hmm. because the devil knew what was coming. You know what I'm saying? The devil knew what was coming. And so the devil, like, why, why not replicate it to try to discredit it when it does happen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Over that's so dumb. That's so dumb though, bro. Because I'll tell you, in one in one story now i ain't do a bunch of study on this and i am not going to do a bunch of story study on this i tell you now nah, because you can't even come around me with this and i just telling you bro whatever bro because on one on one story bro isis had a virgin birth with 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 Hor um with horus horus was the the ver the, the son that was born virgin mm. this this egyptian that's egyptian and then, yeah. on, and then on another hand isis and osiris was married and Osiris die or something like that. So in my mind, I'm like, which one is it, bro? She was married first or she had a virgin birth. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. come from around me talking stupidness, bro. And I, I remember I watched, I watched one video on this, bro. And the dude was, we used, he was pulling up the um, Britannica um, encyclopedia, the encyclopedia, basically. And he was showing in the encyclopedia where it was like, she, according to this folklore, Isis, and Osiris was married. Osiris died. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Richard Horace. But it, <clears throat> it was a meme going around like five years ago where it'd say all the similarities to Horace and Jesus. He lived in Egypt. Duh. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Horace, so many people relate to that. Like, is everyone the Messiah? Like, so much people lived in Egypt. You know what I mean? Uh. Like, come on, bro. But then they say, oh, he had a virgin bird. He had 12 followers and this and that. And I just like, bro. Come on, dog. <laughs> come, come on, bro. Come on. Like, so if anything, you telling me, um, what's the name? Um, Horace copy Jacob, because Jacob had 12 sons, and they had, you know what I mean? Like, let's be for real, bro. What you saying for real, dog? Like, and like to your point, to your point. If humans was in tune with God as much and had studied enough, we could see this stuff coming. I remember when I remember when we used to read Ellen White and like the way she break down things it used to be so profound to us like oh man that's crazy right now when i read a new like book in, in the conflict of ages i'm like well she ain't really giving it up like oh she used to back in the day like she used to be really breaking things down but that ain't it she breaking it down the same way it's just that i can do some of these things for myself now mm -hmm. i remember when, when when she said something along the lines of lord had four daughters had, had more than two daughters Cause remember we he had he had sons-in-law right and then he had two virgin daughters right and we was like bro that makes so much sense because how could they be virgin if if they was married right bro when you google it all type of biblical scholars saying that biblical scholars who i believe don't know nothing but ellen white bro, from different denominations and stuff like that you know and so my thing is if when jesus was around and 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 um people used to say hey give me a sign Herod asked for a sign. Jesus ain't getting no sign. People used to say, give me a sign. And Jesus used to say, you, you adulterous generation. Only sign I given you is the sign of Jonah. Right? He's, <laughs> excuse me. He's, <laughs> excuse me. But basically all I'm saying is, 
Jesus neglected to give people signs because the science is already there, bro. It was already in the word. People are asking him, are you the Messiah? Bro, Jesus should have asked them, do you know prophecy? Because, bro, if you knew prophecy, you would know it ain't even, it ain't even no mistaking me with no one else, you know? But the fact of the matter is, a lot of people, including myself, we don't know all of the prophecy. You know, we don't know all of the history. We ain't studying to show ourselves approved. So when people say, oh, Horace or, or Tammuz and all of these people at the virgin birth, it's like, oh, that could make sense. But no, the devil could have seen that coming a mile away because the prophecy was already in place. All he had to do is at some point in time between the prophecy being written and Jesus' um, birth, he had to document that somewhere. All he had to do is document it and don't date it so people can put their own date to when this was actually documented and people could assume, oh no, this happened before Jesus. You know? That's a big fuck, man. That's a that's like, it's a big fuck. And even from Genesis, like when they talk about, oh, um, Genesis 15, the end of verse 15, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his seed. It's talking about like when the enemy will be put between the woman and her seed. Like that was a prophecy saying that, you know, Jesus will come. So like from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, it was prophesied that the plan of redemption would take place. So yes. the devil knew what was happening from the minute he caused mankind to fall. He knew what was happening. And that's why for the last every many a thousand years, plus he'd been, you know, seeking whom he may devour. He's been the, trying to get ahead of it. It's like exactly. The like the Bible, like what I was saying, was it last week or the week before? But the Bible of the um the sow on the tears, bro. Mm -hmm. You you sow all you sow all of your um all of your wheat. Somebody come and plant weeds in there. You pull it out now. You can be pull. You could be killing. But you try to kill the weed. You could you could kill both. So now mm -hmm. you gotta wait till it till it till it fully bloom, so you can separate. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm, the truth was there, Jesus, from the plant from from Adam and Eve sin. God say, yo, I am going to bring a Messiah. And he gonna, he gonna, what are you gonna do? Strike that, strike that. Uh, I can't remember the Genesis 3, but verse 15, I can't remember the exact yeah. word, but uh, I just know the serpent will strike his heel. Strike right? his heel and he will bruise and your head. Crush his head. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. He'll bruise his head, you crush his head. The devil, the devil understand exactly what was happening there. He understand, oh, so, all right, the Messiah coming and he could, he could have, you know, I, I, I can get peace him or whatever. I can, I can get him in a way, but then he can, he can destroy me ultimately. So the devil had, from Adam and Eve time to now, to make all type of <clears throat> different folklore and confusion around the coming Messiah, you know? And he actually, he succeeded in a lot of ways because when Jesus came, his own people didn't know who, if it was legit. Mm -hmm. That's, that's hey, crazy, man. man. Hey, Mary, did you know? <laughs> Mary, did you, do you think Mary knew? Bro, it's so funny, right? Because Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's so funny, right? Cause when you think about it, right? Mary, like, like the song, like that's the next thing we get into like all these like different, like holiday gospel songs or religious songs, right? Mm -hmm. Man, like the song is powerful. Mary, that's like one of my favorite songs, right? Beautiful but it's like, song. I feel like Mary had to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, like you about to, you, it's almost unfathomable the pressure she would have had on her, bro. Like it's one thing, like even outside it's the human aspects, yo, what is what is Joseph gonna say? He about to leave me, yada, 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 right? It's like that's just the human aspect of it, right? But then you know what it is to know that you carrying God in your stomach mm -hmm. and you not even have to like carry him in your stomach, but you have to raise God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I to me, I feel like that's like us 
insurmountable amount of pressure, man. Like, yes, we know Jesus had angels and stuff helping him and, 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 and training him as he was growing up, right? But at the same time, on earth, but you have to protect, you have to guide him. Like, you are his, like... Guardian. You are his guardian, man. And, and like, people say, like, oh, yeah, still God, right? But no, like, but you got to remember, Jesus gave up a lot when he came to when he came to earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, he came to earth as a baby, as a fully fully God and fully human. But the fully human aspect means that, like, you got to be nursed. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat. You got to like learn to crawl. You got to learn to walk. You got to like, you know, and this was way back, way back in the day too. I'm like, man, like just to know that you have to guard and protect God until he gets of age. Treat him in the way he should go. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to make sure, bro, like, hey, is a worldly influencer here, but I got to even protect you a little bit more. I can't have you be doing certain things. And I think the better question should be, Mary, did you know about the Messiah, did you like? Did you hear that a Messiah was coming? Because if you knew that the Messiah was coming, and they tell you, "Yeah, you're gonna born the Messiah," like you know, what I'm saying you're gonna you're conceiving and you're going to give birth to him. How could you not know? Because the angel literally told you, man, like he's gonna be Emmanuel. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, you know, the angel gave it up to both of them. He told um, Joseph and and Mary. The deal about this Messiah. This ain't even like <laughs> this ain't even like Rebecca and and um and with Jacob. No, it was Isaac. Rebecca and Isaac, mm-hmm. where the the angel came to Rebecca and told her about Jacob and Esau. But <laughs> we don't know if Isaac knew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they had a conflict for the rest of their marriage about who was gonna take the um what's the, it called the, the birthright. birthright? <laughs> no, both of them knew. They knew. Like, how could you not know? You know, <clears throat> Lugazi, what's the night silent? The night was not silent, bro. <laughs> the night was not silent, bro. How could biblically see? My thing is these these are novelty songs, and it's cute. You know what I'm saying? And they've probably been around from before we had the amount of access to, to information. You know, it's a beautiful song. Though. I, I sang "Silent Night" in church in grade nine. Okay. Yeah. A solo, bro. Oh, solo. wow. I sure I was off key or something. I sing acapella and everything, but that's when I really thought I was a singer. But um, how could the night be silent, bro? Number one, the city is overcrowded, right? With all of the people that were descendants of, of Bethlehem and <laughs> that were from Bethlehem. And so the thing to notice that, remember when the northern and the southern kingdom split, the, um, the Jews was basically the southern kingdom. So basically all y'all from the same tribe, all y'all from the tribe of Judah. Yeah. But it's only so much land that they had originally in the land of Canaan. So ultimately when people go back to the city of their fathers, it was only a few cities that you was going back to. Mm-hmm. Bethlehem obviously being one of them because that's where King David came from. And I don't know if y'all knew, but King David, King Solomon, they had a good much children. You understand what I'm saying? Like they had a good <laughs> amount of children now. Granted, I'm sure some some of the some of their children that got killed, like some of their line had got destroyed when they was um in captivated when they captive mm-hmm. or whatever. But I imagine that it was a lot of people in Bethlehem specifically, right? To the point where they had to be he had to be born, she had to be born in a manger. I don't know if does the Bible get in that they had there was no room in the inn, right? That's a biblical fact, right? Yeah, there was no room in the inn. That's a, that's a biblical fact. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Because I see I, I can't keep up with, with all of the information in my brain, which I received from cartoons and songs and things like that, right? Yeah, but, both both Luke and, and Matthew indicate that there was no more room in the inn. Oh, thank God, thank God. It's all it's all fuzzy to me right now, and I kind of freestyling. 
because I listened to the to the text earlier this week, but you know, I I feel like I was I was getting a little cocky. Yeah, I know the story, but anyway, um, <laughs> the stable. What is the likelihood that the stable was silent? That's number one, right? We don't know what time of night that Jesus was born, right? But the likelihood of the, of the stable, the place where all the animals was, was silent, it's, it's not that likely, you know? That's number one. Number two. And the, go for it, go for it. When the shepherds Pull was up. grazing. <laughs> no, before that, the shepherds didn't have a silent night. <laughs> the shepherds' night was not silent because the shepherds were sitting in the field and an My. angel come, right? Mm-hmm. What, the angel, what the first thing the angels to say? Typically, uh, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. (laughs) You don't be silently afraid often. You know what I mean? Like like me, (laughs) like if, if, like if you're in a, like, I don't know, like a haunted house or something, you might be trying to navigate. You might be silent. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But something just come to you. (gasps) That's a gasp. That's a, that's a shock filling moment. All right. That's number one. All right. So that ain't that silent. The angel just audibly talking to you. So that's not silent. And then after the angels talk, what would the Bible say the angels, the angels do? The heavenly host go on into the sky. And they start singing, praising. They break, out, they break out in song. <laughs> Glory to out. God in the highest. Real talk. Glory to God in the high, highest. My thing is, I don't, I don't see that being silent. I, I can't see someone singing and being silent simultaneously. You know? you know what's so interesting too? Like, did they like... Uh, and that's a technical question, I guess, right? But did they just reveal themselves only to the shepherds? I don't think so. Or did like everyone who was around in the field could have seen the heavenly host just magically appear? I should say magically, but did they just appear? Because I'm like, that's just a sight to behold. Like, oh, what's that over there? That's a lot of light and sound in the Real sky. Real talk. In- see, see, they might have been. See, they might have been grazing so so far away from you know because like when we when we when we um read about uh what's his name jacob and mm-hmm. laban you remember he had to travel a distance away from everyone that is that a, few, a few days away you know what i'm saying just to graze and to take care of the sheep so you weren't like that close to civilization and so in terms of how far the audio carried i think it's very possible that the angels they were singing and whoever was around could have heard but it just wasn't heard, you know, shepherd. Oh, that's a good one. Whoever was around could have heard the angels, but it's just that a lot of people wasn't around, you know. But I would say though, they did not only appeal to the to the to the to the um to the shepherds, they were visible to everyone. But who all took notice of it? You mm. eyes let them see. You <laughs> eyes let them see straight up, you know. And I can say that because. You know what it is? You in Bethlehem, right? You in, you know, in Israel, the Jerusalem area. But someone from a whole different country see the star. So these these angels, bright shining angels, they in the sky, bro. They in the sky and they bright. We have Magi Mm -hmm. or wise men, Mm -hmm. also known as kings, right? Mm -hmm. You can see them from a different country. That means they weren't only apparent to select people. I, I believe they were apparent to everyone. But like you say, he who are the, who has eyes, let them see. They saw a star in the east and they have come <laughs> to worship the new king. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you. All right. The, the new king was born, right? Mm-hmm. But there was three kings, right? 
they were three wise men, but there wasn't just three. There was all <laughs> they had they bought three gifts. You know, I the, got asked. the song, the song, the song says three wise men, but in the bot, we just know they had three gifts. Um, we know they have three gifts. I mean, because like you were saying, like you mentioned too pre-part, like there was a text um yeah, I think early sounds- in the Bible that mentions like three kings from three different nations. Yep. So one could try to decipher and match these up, but just because you're a king doesn't mean you're Solomon in our wise. Because we see David was a king, but he also had wise men around him as well. Yep. So again, it and we just know there were three gifts. And it's easy to say there was one gift per king, but there could have been a group of wise men. You know what I'm saying? Because like depends on which different version you read, you see they they call them wise men, they call them magi, and then some versions might just call them kings, kings yep. from the east. And so it really comes into a who were they? And how many of them were there when the Bible doesn't give you the, how many of them were there? So we just knew they came bearing three gifts, specifically gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> I was watching a Christmas production last mm-hmm. night and, you know, they say, <laughs> they say, yeah, we represent the three Kings granted. You know, we don't know. We don't have evidence that they were actually Kings. And also, we don't have evidence that there was three of them. You say it could have been less. It could have been more. And they could also have armor bearers <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was like, you know what? Didn't even think Didn't even think about that, you know, because a lot of people, they had like people to attend to them, you know, this person to feed the cattle and, you know, whatever. But what's interesting that I found on Wikipedia, Wikipedia. So however you view Wikipedia, just take that into consideration. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they were saying, and, and I, 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 there's a simple Google search, uh, we three Kings, you know, just the history of it. It obviously started off as a song. That's why, mm-hmm. you know, it's so popular now, but the reason why people may, this may be the reason why people refer to them as Kings, um, based on eyes, eyes. Cause when you think of the three Kings, right? When you think of the Maja, you think of three, three men dressed in nice robes, on camels. on camels, for they sure. Specifically, so, was on camels. Every, every every time they was every on horses. Mary was on a donkey, and they was on a camel. Without fail, Mary was on a donkey. Bro, I don't know why, bro. Why was Mary on a donkey, bro? Every cartoon. I don't know, but Isaiah sixty verse six says, "The wealth of the nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah, all those from Sheba, will come." They will bring gold and frankincense and will bear good news of the praises of the Lord. So mm-hmm. now I believe that this is very possible. I, I have not read this text in full. Just disclaimer, but you know, Wikipedia seems to think this may be a reason why people show the camels. And it makes sense because gold and frankincense is, you know, very similar, very similar story happening there. Another thing to note is, and I'm and this is from the Nasby version of the Bible, Psalm 72, verse 10, it says, the kings of Tarshish and the isles shall pay tribute and the kings of Arabia and Saba are the gifts. So Arabia, Saba, don't know where Saba is, but I'm assuming they from the same place, which is East, you know, Arabia. And it's generally except it's generally believed that the kings were Persian kings um, from East of, you know, Bethlehem and stuff like that. And it says that kings will come and share gifts. So we know that, ca- that people came and shared gifts, you know, 
And the Bible represents the only the, the Bible notes that the only the only people that the Bible note that came and shared gifts were the Magi, you know. And so we might be loosely loosely um using the term kings kings, but later on in that same chapter, Psalm chapter 72, verse 15, it says, And there and may there be given to him gold from Arabia. So one of the gifts in this psalm was also gold, you know, very similar. Um, so, you know, there's something that you all can read a little more for yourself if you're interested in knowing if these were the actual kings that was mentioned um, in in Psalms, if you want to know if the Magi were the kings, actually. so Yeah, that's it's interesting, too, man, because, like, there's so many things surrounding this holiday because is it Christian? Is it not Christian? How do you celebrate it? Do you celebrate it? Do you not celebrate it? Um, are there, like, like what is the true story what, what was actually happening around it and, it, and there's a lot of things man because we were talking in our just regular conversation not even really related to the pod but it's like man so i didn't put up full dress first i didn't put up anything on my house no lights no nothing i am my house is in between two people who are hot for christmas yes like one of my neighbors got a whole inflatable helicopter <laughs> and multiple inflatables. My next neighbors to the right of me, they got all sorts of lights. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My sister called me a Grinch. <laughs> one of my one of my friends, his fiance said, Earl, what's happening to your house? Grinch. Mm. And it's interesting, right? Right? Because I mean, it's it's very interesting. Like, how how does a Christian celebrate Christmas. And it's interesting because I don't really have the full answer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't want to just say the default, like, oh, follow your conviction. But part of it is, I mean, follow your conviction because here's the thing. And some people genuinely love the holidays and they are full of excitement and joy. And cause you could have a different opinion on this. So I'm going to let you like, you know, say your piece too, right? But mm -hmm. someone like some people could genuinely have a different, like, I mean, a, a very um love for the holidays. Like they want to celebrate it. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to put up their stuff. And me as a, as a fan of like a sports team, right? If I show up to a game and I decked out in my sports scale, how is that almost different. any different? Yeah. And it's and it's a weird thing to say, right? Because you say, "Oh, like one is significant, one is not," but at the same time, like I'm holding one in such regard just because of my love for it. And that's where it gets kind of like dicey. You know what I'm saying? And like again, we know we ain't get into this episode. Check out some other episodes. Where Santa Claus ain't, ain't ain't got nothing to do with Christ. You know what I'm saying? The whole polar bears and all that kind of stuff. They have nothing to do with Christ, right? But like I see some people who don't even do that, but they have like a nativity scene in front of their house, right? And I have nothing to say about that. You know, I'm kind of weird, but like, that's how you celebrate and you're you trying to keep at least the true meaning of the holiday and what it stands for. I mean, because yes, we know Jesus wasn't born in, on, 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 on December 25th. Yes, we know the holiday has pagan roots, right? But to me, if someone is celebrating to the best of their knowledge, right? And this is all they know. I honestly can't say like you're, you're wrong per se. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, granted, you know, like you got to still be seeking knowledge and seeking truth. But it's just like a weird thing where where we as Christians fall when it fall when it when it comes to these certain like sticking points in Christianity, like what to celebrate, how do you celebrate it, what's right, what's wrong. I see you got something to say. No, I, I the more you talk, bro, it's like, bro, this this um this very it's a very deep thing. 
You know what I no, mean? It, like, it, I it, think it, it's deep. You know, it definitely <laughs> is, man, because like I was talking to Izzy the other day too, right? Because she was feeling like conflicted. I was like, I was like, yo, there's nothing really wrong with celebrating it as much as it hurts me to say that. And I say it hurt, but like not really hurt, but it's like, because I'm like, the thing about it is it's it's a very nuanced topic and it's, it's, it's a multi-layered topic. Mm-hmm. If if my conviction tells me I shouldn't put up a Christmas tree because I know what it represents, right? Mm-hmm. And that's my conviction. But at the same time, the Bible also say, like, remember back in... Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 8. Well, well, one of them, but uh, oh. anyway, like what I was saying is like, when I was talking about like, oh man, like, okay, you Jews... You're saying you they, the the you you guys shouldn't like you're telling these new Christians they can't eat meat mm-hmm. that was um may have been dedicated to idols dedicated to idols right yeah it's like there's nothing really wrong with them eating it if it's clean but you guys convicted not to eat it so you don't eat it but you shouldn't hold that against them as a stumbling block to cause them to like leave the church and leave the faith because what they doing ain't really wrong just you understand more and that's your conviction over there. And that's where it really gets like, I know we didn't even expect the podcast to take this turn. So pardon me, but it's just like a nuanced topic that like, I almost feel like my personal, like, yo, that's what I'm going through. You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you like, like, where should I fall on this spectrum? And then, and like, and then like, I know we talked about this too. Like when we have kids, what will I do then? Right. Do I let them celebrate the holidays then? And then I was going to teach them the way they should go and then stop. I mean, because full transparency, like my daddy stopped putting up a tree and stuff, right? Because of these kind of things too, right? But when we were mm-hmm. kids, we still enjoyed it. Because mm-hmm. you know, as a kids, we would, it's like, you don't want to be like the full on Scrooge and, and, and Grinch in your mm-hmm. family. Because, you know, because as certain days, kids just ain't going to understand as mm-hmm. best as you could do. But as you get older, you can train them in the way they can go and understand. Okay. When you get a certain age, these things, you just shouldn't believe in no more. We're going to filter it out. But Again, that was a weird tangent, but it's just something no, it like... Ain't a ta- it ain't a tangent, bro. And I feel like that's something we should be thinking about because like like my boy Richard to say, bro, what you believe, why you believe it, where it's found. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, if 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 one day I feel impressed, not like inspired by God, but I just feel like, you know, I am thankful at God that Jesus was baptized. I am thankful. And so I'm going to hold something with my family to commemorate Jesus being baptized because he was an example for us to be baptized so that we could be born again and so that we could have, you know, keys to the kingdom of heaven so that we can make it to heaven. You know, if I feel like celebrating that, right? For any reason, what's the what's the big deal? Like if I celebrate literally anything, you know what I'm saying? Anything that's good. If my child is born and and um I am happy that the Lord blessed me with a child and I celebrate his day, his or her day, every day, every year. Or multiple times a year, if I if I want if I want to celebrate their life or them just being around me, uh, until that becomes an idol, I I feel like in a vacuum, there's nothing wrong with that. And so, if you say that I want to celebrate the fact that Jesus was born, even though we are influenced to celebrate that because you know that's what society does, I can't I can't give you wrong for that. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you're celebrating a, a good thing. You know, I feel like as human beings, especially English speaking nations or, or Western um, na- nations, I could speak from our perspective. We were given a lot of things that were not originally true or right to do. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't know that until we got older. So it's like if 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 20 years I was I was I was celebrating this holiday, I was let's say 20 years I was celebrating Easter, but I didn't know that Easter, the origin of it is not the same thing as Jesus 
um, crucifixion, then was I wrong? For, was I wrong for cel celebrating that? Was I wrong for going on an Easter egg hunt and and all these things? Like I feel like the act of you doing it, like obviously God winks in ignorance, right? But I feel like certain things, it like it it the relevance changes. The relevance like changes as as, as time changes. So, <clears throat> for instance. We live in a society. Well, let's let's just say specifically in the Bahamas. I don't even know where Easter start, but I don't know which, which I think it's like, which culture I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. I think it's maybe Babylonian. You, I I can't yeah, remember, Ishtar, Egypt or, the, or and, Egyptian and, and the fertility and stuff. So yeah, right. I think that's Egyptian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't know no I don't know no Bahamian who who is who's who's the Egyptian. Like in terms of religion, you know what I mean? Like, so I can't mm -hmm. say that I follow in, like, I have to choose between the two. Everyone who who's do that, uh, um, Easter egg stuff, they Christians, they just don't know where the origin of it from. You know, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to Christmas, Christmas is different because you have two, you have two main characters that fighting for relevance right now. Mm -hmm. You have Santa Claus and you got Jesus Christ in the nativity story. And I'll tell you, the latter person I name is not winning that battle. We go outside every day. It's crazy the amount of dedication people put towards celebrating the fictional man of Santa Claus, wherein I don't know if he's Saint Nick. I don't know if he's Chris <laughs> Kringles. I don't know who he is, bro. You know what I mean? I don't even mm -hmm. know where he come from, bro. Like, what is the relevance of this man, bro? Like, mm -hmm. it's different if you if you like a Superman or Batman fan, right? Because you could we could see his origin. We can see all of the things he do every year. It's a new thing that these superhero and fictional characters do. But this this Santa Claus guy, bro, it's like they tell us one story that he's give people gifts if they naughty or nice. And we just run with it. And everybody super loved that. And so like I conflicted on that because I'm like, bro, number one, that's foolishness to me. You understand? And that ain't that. How can that apply to everyone, bro? I don't live in no, I never from no place with the snow and rain there and things like that, bro. That don't even make sense to a person from the islands, bro. Mm -hmm. Bro, we like probably 85 to 95% black, bro. There's no, there's no white guy from the North Pole. That is just illogical, bro. Like, you know what I mean? It don't make sense, bro. You know, but at the same time, when it comes to this holiday that brings a lot of people happiness, you know what I'm saying? Where we get to give, you know what I'm saying? We get to spend time with family. Am I saying that because because people do it wrong, I should not celebrate this thing at all because people do it wrong? Because bro, we could we could apply that for so much things, bro. I want to say, bro, ninety percent of Christians, bro, are malpracticing. A lot, the majority of Christians, they do not they do not read the Bible. They do not follow. The, but I, I can be real. I didn't even used to read the Bible, bro. I was a Christian. I was a hardcore hardcore Christian my whole life, bro. I haven't even reading the Bible for like the past four years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so, like, we can sit and say, "Oh, I ain't, I ain't sell up, I ain't being a part of that because everybody doing the wrong thing, you know." But you could apply that for everything, bro. There's some people who are strongly convicted that you shouldn't use the term Jesus because Jesus is a quote-unquote pagan adaptation or a Hellenized, which is like a Greek translation of it. And to me, it's like, bro, all of these things is new information that 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 come in, but I don't think it changes anything, bro. If I if I sit and say I celebrating the fact that Jesus is, is born and other people are doing other things, I just have to make sure that me, I am doing this for Christ. You know what I'm saying? And that's it. 
So in me doing it for Christ, bro, I ain't I ain't putting up all of these crazy decorations because I don't do that. I don't do that on the regular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you gotta you gotta kind of wonder why you're doing it, bro. Like you're doing it because you you romanticizing or you fa- you fairy tailing it out. Is that really what it is? Or are you being for real that you're really thankful of this? I feel like it's just as a Christian, bro, we have to make sure that Christ is actually the center, the center of, of it. Exactly. The center of this day. Because if we get into the specifics, should we do this, should we do that, bro? Get crazy, bro. Because like the Christmas tree, I could not, I cannot rationalize why should we put a Christmas tree in our house? Because it has no functionality, at least the meat that was dedicated to um thing. At least you could eat that. You know what <laughs> at I mean? least you can eat that, yeah. <laughs> like this was literally food. This is this is a sustained right. life. <laughs> right. This is this is to sustain life, right? But then when you read you read other biblical commentary, not not biblical, you read other biblical scholars, namely Ellen White. Ellen White has no rejection of the Christmas tree. You understand? And she said, bro, if you do this right, bro, you know, God would be honored by that. I don't want to misquote her, but I just, just know that she does not object to that. And that led me to believe that, bro, this is a case by case basis right here, bro. Because my thing is like, what's like, my thing is I only doing this because other people do it. But guess what, bro? Other people doing this, bro. This is a tradition that families can come together and decorate this together. They get off good, hold some fun. And should I say, no, you shouldn't do that. No, you should. Why? Exactly. Tell me from the Bible why I shouldn't do that, bro. Because a pagan one day put the tree in the house. Who make the tree? God make the tree, bro. Mm-hmm. So if I want to put God creation in my house, you know what I'm saying? And I'm using this in a way that doesn't harm me. You feel me? Spiritually or physically. Like, because you can make the argument with marijuana. Oh, God make the tree. So that means we should smoke it. No, but this harms us. This impairs mm-hmm. our judgment. This stops us from being sober-minded as the Bible says. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But in 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 actuality, bro, it's a lot of things that we're going to receive today, like wearing pants as a woman. Bro, I, bro, I feel like if we bring King David them to the future and then they may have a hard talk and then they see the way people dress and things like that. But guess what, bro? Like you born in this day and age, women have pants, bro. But certain generations back then, only men used to wear pants. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like if a woman wear a pants, she's dressing like a man. And the Bible says, do not dress like like the other sex or, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And so now you're born into this world where men and women dress in this way. So you are not dressing like a man. But someone would have to say, oh, in the in the 1600s, pants was invented only for only for women and things like that, bro. And I feel like, bro, I just feel like this a lot, bro. I feel like it's a lot and I feel like it loses the relevance. As long as the things of the Bible, like the core principles, the law of the Bible, you do not, co- you do not compromise. You have to understand that cultures, adapt and they change you know i was sitting at thanksgiving with with um my father not, not mom, my my in-laws my my uh, my wife's grandfather sweet sweet old man he looked at me and he said bro like that's your real hair <laughs> and i was like yeah he said man like he said something along the lines of you over here as long as women bro but it, it works for you right he trying to be he trying to be sweet and i understand what he said but to mm-hmm. him he's just thinking about how his whole life man had short hair Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So now he look at me, and my hair probably the longest out of everyone, uh, out of everyone in the whole house. You know what I mean? And he like, bro, that's so interesting because things change. Where you can't be married to certain things as long as it's ain't salvific. And I don't believe Christmas is salvific whatsoever. Jesus being born, we understand the significance of it. But it was Amen. Jesus' death that gives us salvation. It was his is his death. That, you know, because there's without the shed of blood, there is no remission of sins. All throughout the Old Testament, we um they they type 
they typeized, if that's the word, um, Jesus's death with the with the temple sacrifices, you know, the day of atonement, you know, all of these things was to say, this is how sin gets forgiven. And without, and if our sins aren't forgiven, we will not see the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Jesus was born and I'm thankful for that, but it's the fact that he died. That's the most important thing, you know? Yeah. I'm that was a long dungeon just now. No, no, it wasn't again, but it was like it was like completing the thought though. It's like, because again, it's it's one, it's a very important topic. Like, and I think that's what like the purpose of our podcast. And again, we might feel a completely different way five years from now, 10 years from now. But the thing is, like, it's the part of one, the journey. Like, we could go back to this episode and be like, oh yeah, that's how we feel. Yeah, I feel a little different now. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, too, I also feel like as you have more information, as you get deeper in the word, and as you're, as you're convicted differently, you, you should grow. You know what I'm saying? You should mm -hmm. be able to like see things from a different perspective now. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's like a very real topic that a lot of young people in church and even some older people really want to figure it out. They just do it because, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, I should put up a Christmas tree. You go mm -hmm. in some churches and you see a Christmas tree and you're like, bro, what? Why y'all got this Christmas tree? I always feel that way. Even before I even was like, how? Oh, that's why, bro, really and truly, that's what we don't like. <laughs> but at the same time, I just think it's an important topic and, and like it needs to be talked about. And again, use of a breath of fresh air reflects the parties involved. We encourage you to use as a conversational tool to further studies of your own. You know what I'm saying? Right. So definitely like you go do your own research. You know, you gather your own thoughts, comment them down below. Let's uh, share how we feel about this topic because there's going to be a wide variety of feelings on how one should celebrate Christmas. Cause you, have, you, 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 you do, you do have those hard questions out there who say it shouldn't be celebrated period. Yeah. At a certain stance, do I agree with them? Do I not agree with them? I'm somewhere in the middle. And that's where I am today. You know what I'm saying? So, See, and my thing about that is, bro, I respect that, bro. I respect that. I think I respect that harder than saying I respect people who, you know, celebrate it. Bro, if you feel like, bro, I want to detach myself from all things that have a, 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 a not Christ-centered origin, I respect the dedication, bro. I respect Ooh. the dedication. And my thing is, I used to I used to feel like that's where I need to be. But I realized that personally, I can't handle that, bro. That can make me, real talk, that can make me kind of pharisaic, bro. Because I so, but I can't live, bro. Too I legalistic just, oh, at you that can't, point. Yeah, too legalistic, bro. I like, I can't do this. I can't do that, bro. And then, bro, wait till we find out the origin of everything, bro. But I asked someone say the origin of the organ, bro, that we is playing churches, pagan, bro. I want to. <laughs> but you see what I said? And I just like, bro. Like, come on, dog. I love dog it so much. You feel me? And, and, and like, I think with these things, bro, because I went into a Christian bookstore the other day, right? I went in that, I can just say, I went to that Adventist bookstore the other day. A Christian song was playing and it was a rock and roll song, right? It was like a soft, it wasn't like a heavy metal or whatever, but it was a beautiful song. I was listening to it and it was about God. And I was just thinking, would y'all play Christian rap in here though? You know what I mean? And like you, we get into we get into talking about cultures, bro. They'll say, "Oh no, what well, rap was invented to do this and that." But what you think? All that other stuff was invented by, by a lot of these genres is, wasn't invented to glorify God. Wait, <laughs> let me tell you. Guarantee. Real talk. The R&B we listen to today, bro, it sounds a lot like not the R&B. The a lot of the gospel songs that we listen to, not like the choir gospel song, like a lot of the Christian songs we listen to, they sound just like how R&B songs were made, bro. Mm -hmm. Especially songs in the nineties, bro. Like certain times and. My AI ain't not trained in Christian music for real. But certain times when a song starts, I can't tell if it's R&B, if it's old R&B, or, or if it's Christian music. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times the live drum kind of gives it away, but sometimes you can't tell. 
and mm -hmm. like and that's just because how, how culture adapts. It can get to a time when I feel like a hundred years from now, after Lord Delay is coming, bro. Wait, the music that they play in the church then it could be so different than the music that was played in the eighteen hundreds. And my thing is, are we gonna say that um a drum, bro, like an instrument, a percussive thing? Is evil. Like, I just don't understand that, bro. Like, you, I mean, you make, you, a key does it, like, can a guitar be evil? You understand what I'm saying? But like, if you play a guitar in a certain way, it reminds you of different genres of music. Yes. But can it be evil, bro? Like, I just, I, I just don't understand that, bro. And then she mentioned when there was praising the Lord and stuff. And to me, what this comes back to is like 1 Corinthians 13. You can have all the truth. You can have the understanding of all wisdom. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. You know what I'm saying? So again, like certain conversations like this, it comes back to one, what's the true meaning? But then you and your convictions, how do you handle it with other people? Because of the love, you can have the full truth, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. And then, man, next week episode, we get into this a lot. Um, So definitely check out next week's episode. Um, But yeah, man, like it's the love aspect. And I feel this episode already going to hours. We can start landing this plane. Yeah. But yeah, man, I think overall, like, it's a it's a great time. It's a great time, like, and for me personally, I just want to encourage everyone to, one, be safe during the holidays, but then, two, like, in the hustle and bustle of the holidays, because, you know, Christmas is probably in two days, and everyone's probably having their big family gatherings and their big uh, eating. Um, but definitely, like, find some time just to, like, you know, spend some time with God and actually truly reflect on the reason for the season, even though it's very cliche. But... It's a holiday centered around Christ's birth. And yes, his death was important, but if he never came, he would have never died. Mm -hmm. And understand, like, why did he come? The significance of him of his coming, because it was through him casting down all of his glory, all of his crowns, all of his his heavenly glory, you know what I'm saying? To come down in the most vulnerable forms a human can be in, a baby, and to say, I am giving up my throne to come back to be a baby to grow up to grow up essentially experience what humans go through to conquer it and then to die like it's just it's just beautiful it's just beautiful and it's and it just shows the type of god that we serve it shows the type of god that we love because think about in our human nature we wouldn't do that i mean you know you you hear about parents would do anything for their children and sacrifice their lives for their kids and Again, talking from a point of ignorance because I haven't experienced that yet. I know my my parents would go through heaven on earth for me and my siblings. You know what I'm saying? So I can kind of see it, but to me, it's on a different magnitude when you know the God of the universe gave up His glory mm -hmm. to save one of His creations. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? To save one planet because I mean we know there's you no know, other worlds out there. We could kind of get that from when like the Job story. And but at the same time, you say, you know what, for this one, this one world, I'm willing to go to, to sacrifice my glory to go down and die so that they can have a chance to experience what I truly created for them to have an everlasting life with me. I think that's uncomprehendable, but it's beautiful and it shows the type of God that we love. And I think everyone through this season should throughout the silent nights and the holy nights and the way in the manger and the hawk, the herald angels sing and the joy to the world to truly, truly spend some time with God for themselves and appreciate that he would come back and, and save us, save us, save us, save us. Ever since the fall of man, the followers of God have long awaited the coming of the Messiah. And although we do not know the day specifically, we do know 
and we are thankful that he came. So from a breath of fresh air podcast to you, we'd like to wish you all a happy holiday. Tonight's episode included voice acting by Ayana Albertson Gay, as well as your host, Nakaz Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next week.